This is this is a late in life gem. Thank thank the fucking maker we decided to do this well, podcast, yeah. and that somebody one of our thank, dear uh, listeners. Yeah, yeah, I want to give him a shout. Oh. He's at he's uh, best of the bad. His Twitter handle is at bad movie man. He and he actually check him out because he actually makes t shirts with these for these kind of movies and shit. And yes, he hooked us up. Thank you at bad movie man. We're hooking us up with a copy because for some reason this movie is near him. Possible to find it really is it's so fucking hard to find and you know we we shit on white fire all the time it's getting a blu-ray release for right! some fucking reason and yet <laughs> john DeHart's fucking masterpiece like this is a psychological thriller this is this is uh meta as fuck it's a like, roller coaster ride so, some of the some of the layers i'm gonna peel back for you today are gonna blow you away but is yeah i mean look, well look first of all we're going to take credit for the Blu-ray, Blu-ray release of yes. White Fire. Yeah, you're going you're to... Nobody even gave a fuck about that movie until we made it something big. <laughs> and yeah. so we're going to use our power again. Somebody get us a fucking Blu-ray, fucking 3D, 4K, whatever the fuck release of whatever fucking bullets, Champagne and Bullets, Road to Revenge, or Gatevin. Yeah. yeah, you know what? I want all three. Blu-rays are fucking huge. This was recorded for VHS, you know. They could fit all three versions of the movie on a Blu-ray. Not only that, I want uh, commentary I, I, from John DeHart and Wingshauser. I want Wingshauser there. I want to know. <laughs> there's got to be contention in that room because I think John wanted to take a lot of credit for shit that uh, Wings was doing. Yeah, Wings definitely stole the movie. Wings. From right out from under him. Absolutely stole that movie. He was he was this nation's treasure. There should be a statue. We're, you he know, gave we're a master that. class in improvisation in this movie because there's no way in hell any of his lines were written down. It, exactly. Like I'm gonna, We're supposed to get that RoboCop in Detroit. I'm going to try to get us a wing <laughs> with, with the nice orange hair on there, too. I, I need to get that. Well, I'll, I'll just spray paint the orange yeah, on just there. Just spray paint the orange on there. Yeah. Murray, this is... But the, get make that happen. And while we're at it, can yeah. somebody, some, some one of those like vinyl re-release yeah, people, Mondo, Mondo Records, yeah. get the soundtrack with all these amazing songs written and sung by John DeHart, yeah. with the exception of Shimmy Slide. Which he purchased. His most famous. He owns it. Yes. <laughs> he pointed out very strictly <laughs> that he owns it. He didn't write it, but he owns it. Yes. But make that happen. Holy shit. This is the perfect way to wrap up. I mean, this is kind of what the month was designed around was this right. movie. We were like, yes. we got to put a theme to it. <laughs> right. And we're disappointed because fuckers almost made us watch another Neil Breen movie. You <laughs> yeah. fell a little short. Yeah, I never felt more glad that we had so few listeners, Griff, because I was like, wow, we almost had to watch another. We almost got 100 downloads. Well, it, we, didn't, we didn't get super close, but we got yeah. closer than we got nervous. Yeah. And uh, no, we're not gonna. Uh, no, we're not gonna do one. Unless you, if somebody begs us, send some money, then we'll do it. <laughs> Maybe but. if it's like a tit for tat kind of deal, where it's like, here's the next Gatevin, yes. uh, and also <laughs> I'm only gonna give it to you if you do another Neil Breen. Maybe, but uh, maybe, 
Yeah. But for, for serious, this is the perfect way to wrap up this month. This is kind of what we were basing it around. Yeah. We've already mentioned John DeHart, singing sensation. He's also a goddamn kung fu master. He's everything. He's an actor. He's a director. He's a writer. He's a producer. He's he a, is not. He's a best boy. Sound foley. He's a car <laughs> caterer. He does it all, and he does it so, so badly. And his guitar plucking, you heard that finger banging he was doing. Just do-do-do-do, starting over. <laughs> it's perfection. Like, yes. that is... We laugh, you know, we joke about fuck music all the time. John Hart actually has fuck music in this. Yes. It's even better than Truck Turner's own fuck music. When uh, <laughs> when uh, Isaac Hayes did a song that he fucked to in the yes. movie, John DeHart. John does three. Yeah. <laughs> three fuck scenes with his music playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, for different moods, too. Yes. You had the sweet romantic one, then you had the fucking hard and uh, fast and loose one. Oh, my God. Oh my God, John DeHart! How, how how did he only make one movie? I mean, I guess you, when you perfect it, what are you going to do? Well, I, I like that you brought up how do you make one because he, from what I gather from me and Marie, did so much research. We read one interview. <laughs> yeah. uh, it sounds like he only did this movie because he was not getting enough auditions. Yeah, and so well, did, it makes sense because I want to point out that I there was I had. Something in the back of my mind is like, I don't like this guy. And you point you point out succinctly. He looks like a wimpier Larry Bird. Oh. And you know how I feel about Larry Bird. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, Yeah, he's not he's just any, he has a face made for radio. When I see someone like him with that wispy mustache, that's like my fear when I think like people will see me for the first time and they're like, Oh my god, this guy looks like John DeHart. Or Larry Bird, even. What a fucking asshole Larry Bird is. You know what? Fuck Bill Burr for liking Larry Bird. Fuck Bill Burr for liking Larry Bird. There You're we go. right. <laughs> Fuck you, Bill Burr. I but I love that he was just like, yeah, I made this movie because I wanted to go ahead and get my name out there. You need a showcase, and you will see that it even <laughs> sounds like Larry Bird when I'm thinking about it. God, I hate you, John DeHart. <laughs> Please make another movie <laughs> yeah. uh, with Wings Hauser. I don't want to see you by yourself. I, don't let Tommy Wiseau anywhere near it either. <laughs> no, no, for fuck's do not. sakes, do not. Oh, my God. But I thought he was being kind of real in the interview that we read. I thought he's being kind of real that the movie, you know, building a movie by yourself without having any knowledge. Like the Miami Connection boys made it sound easy. They were just like, hey, just give it all to Jack and let Jack do everything. <laughs> right. The 18-year-old out of high school, yeah. you know, just out of high school. Right. Might have been going to film school. Write the screenplay. No, he, he knew nothing about film. Yeah. He was like, you know how to write. Yeah. So you, you know how you the alphabet? Right there. Right <laughs> Put some play. letters down, man. <laughs> but John DeHart actually seemed like he talked about the struggles of like finding the actors, getting people to the set, you know, having people do the clicky thing. I don't know scenes. how he got like I mean they're B list, but they're big name B list and Wing Hauser has a career and so does William Smith. Yeah. And so I was, like, surprised he got these people. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised how he got his female lead because he probably <laughs> just gave her a lot of money. And her background, which we'll get into later, is, yeah, you're like, okay, I can see why she's starting, you know, that low right. to, you know, crack into this as well. She's but, got an IMDb. She was on an episode of Love Boat. I, well, okay. okay. But I think what John, when she auditioned, John was like, I see me. In the perfect female body, but I see me and her, like, right. you know, trying to go out, get some auditions, but they're just like, you you just don't cut it. <laughs> that whatever's happening with your voice, dear, I don't like it. I'm going to need you to mosey on out. Oh, my God. But there, you mentioned Wings and his improvi improvisational skills in this movie. Right. John takes credit 
for a lot of what I know for a fact Wings was doing. There's no way in how any Wings Hauser line was written down. It's just it's a stream of conscience. Yeah, and the interviewer brought that up with him. He's like, now you and uh, Wings have kind of a weird chemistry. You're saying some weird, you know, good jokes in there. And John was just like, yeah, you know, I let him go a little bit, but I mostly brought him back in and wrote a lot of the jokes for him. It's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> We you wrote heard, well. You took credit for one joke, which we'll point out later on. I I I have a hard time giving John credit for a lot <laughs> in the writing department, especially. I, the, you know what? He did a great job casting. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> and he did it all on his own, as we know. Uh, he didn't go out to Jack to help him with cast. Yeah, and I also want to point out a lot of people have under the misconception he was a lawyer at this time. He was not. He was a struggling actor. He was going. I think he was going to law school. Yeah. So he's a lawyer now, but he was not a lawyer when he was making this movie. Yeah, a lot of people I, think he was. I got that mixed up. I thought he was a lawyer then. A lot of he's people. He's not don't. a lawyer anymore. Yeah. He doesn't really like take up cases now. He's waiting for the Supreme Court to call, you know. That might that might be it. Or or he's waiting for Jim Cornette to give him a call because apparently Jim's in some hot water. <laughs> no, he's got his he's got his guy uh, Stephen P. New. Stephen P. New. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a weird week that's been. <laughs> it's been a very weird week. Oh man, but John is also, and we've been missing this. You don't get like some of, some of our like B level action stars. They forget to do the good one liners. John knew how to write a one-liner. I will give him credit. He didn't for know that. how to deliver it, but he knew how to write one. What are you talking about? <laughs> Adios, Bella Lugosi isn't a good one-liner. It is under somebody with talent. Yeah, <laughs> Wings could have fucking made that sing. I mean, the part in which he delivers that line, he's abandoning children <laughs> in the desert. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but yeah. Sorry, it's yeah. worth mentioning twice. <laughs> okay. a, a lot of things in this movie are worth mentioning many a times. Yeah. This is again, I, I said it earlier. This is a meta movie. This movie has so many layers. Watch it nine times. <laughs> Every time you're going to focus on one detail, and you're going to you're going to see. Well, it. and I believe you agree with me. Every time you're watching Wings Hauser and he walks off stage, you're like, I want to be in that movie. Like, what is going on in the world? He created an entire world with this character of Huck. Yeah, Henry Huck Finney. And that you see, Wings being a professional, he knows how to play the marionette. He was puppeteering a polyester puppet, if you will, a polyester puppet. <laughs> <laughs> but he he was pulling strings on that movie. You know, he, he was. was. He was probably really directing it too. But I think he so. Let, he let John take credit for that. I think so because there, there's just so much that's happening. Whenever Huck is in a scene, excuse me, Wings is in a scene, you're just like, he is commanding this. He is he doing is. everything. Your eyes go to him every single time. Oh, absolutely. His wardrobe, he, he kind of had a little <laughs> bit of a Hunter S. Thompson thing, long shirts, tucked into short shorts. I love well, that it. was his Huck Finn look. That was his Huck Finn. He's trying to look like Huckleberry Finn. Oh, no, that. I'm talking oh. right at the beginning. Oh. When, oh, yeah, yeah. When John was yeah. wearing his sweats, his beautiful <laughs> American sweats, which we have a whole backstory on that. Which involves, of course, our least favorite hero, Jocks from uh, Angel Town. Angel Town. Fuck that guy. But I did really appreciate, despite this being his first uh, movie. And only. And only movie. <laughs> I felt like we've put some bad director names out there. You know, we got uh, Glenn Danzig, please make another movie. <laughs> right. Who didn't know how to put scenes together. Uh, we have Neil Breen, who just was jumping all over the place. Right. John actually did a good job of, like, Guiding you through the movie, like he was planting seeds in the first act that came back in the third act. It was he, he right. kind of did good. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> if you're taking a thousand foot view at it, he did pretty good. 
It was competent, yeah. Yeah, and again, we cared about the five characters they bring up in this movie, and I still can't remember their names. I'm going to say Stacy <laughs> for one of the characters, Cindy. Murray gave me a lot of shit about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm going over his notes. He's, Griff's better at writing notes than I am. So I just go over and Sometimes I'll add a little thing here and there. And I'm like, who the fuck is Stacy? Like, this is a Stacy thing throughout here. The place. I'm like, is there a character I missed? I 100% of the notes were, were Stacy. And then I like did a find and replace. But I missed several of them because I went back <laughs> to calling her Stacy. Yes. Don't get it. She just got a Stacy face. What's what's the actress's actual name? Uh, Pamela Bryant. Pamela Bryant. Wow. that's She looks like a Pamela. Oh, but Murray, at the heart of this movie, you know... This the heart is, of this movie. The heart, thank you. The John the heart of this movie. We have... we. I think he's being so fucking mad. I think he's trying to do a story. This is 1993. Yeah. We've had plenty of action movies. We've seen the lead who everybody looks at, their jaw drops, women want to fuck them, men want to be in the corner and watch them fuck the women. They... Everybody, Are you going back to Jim Cornette? I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think what John was doing here was he was trying to point out how shitty the stars of action movies really are. I think he was shitting on himself and action stars because he's not your typical action star. He's, <laughs> he's no. wimpy as fuck. Wimpy he's Larry Bird. He is. He is like the. Was later he fifty eight when he filmed this? He looks fifty eight. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. know. I would. I scary would, thing is, I bet he's like your age. That's that, probably the scary part of it. <laughs> I bet I am older than him, and, and I don't look it, but yeah. <laughs> but um, what what oh, man? What was I trying to get at? I I think He's, he was really trying to say something there. Just I I don't know. I don't, but you know, <laughs> I just think it it was a happy accident, as, as Bob Ross would oh, say. You know what I was I was getting at was he looks like the later years uh, Bronson. You know, he was just. He didn't even have, like, the delivery, though, because he's got this folky, how you doing kind of voice. And it's not threatening at all. And yet... Well, if, you find, if you find Kermit the Frog threatening. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're... Everybody's standing up to him to fight, and he's beating their ass, and then they're going back to the bar. This guy in the snakeskin boots, he's so tough. I don't know how to fight him. They're, they're like, towering over him. Twenty years younger, the the yeah. guy was like buff as fuck, and that was Fabio, <laughs> and he was just like, I don't know what to do with him. He's too strong. It's Jocks I'm going to Jocks here. Got <laughs> <laughs> shock on the brain. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It it's something. This movie is something. Oh, I'm so glad th- it's out there in the world. We're gonna and be in our doing lives. this by feels. If this is yeah. gonna end up being a two parter, yeah. I don't know if you if you guys can handle. May possibly three hours. We might break it in half if yeah. we go three hours. It, Which it sounds like we are because we're, what are we, 10 minutes? We haven't even gotten to the movie yet. We're 15 minutes in. 15 minutes. We're just rambling. <laughs> yeah. That's how fucking great this movie is. Well, fuck it, Griff. Let's just get right to it. Let's... This I actually watched this trailer. It's hot. It's All hot right. trailer. I don't care what the fuck you call it. Bullets and champagne. Road to revenge. Get even. It's Getevin to me. <laughs> and let's all get Tevin together. Welcome to the biggest little movie ever made. Action, suspense, the thrill of a minute, romance, and some very funny moments. When we get some dope, we'll get a woman. <laughs> You're gonna be 
You just made a big mistake. See, Sam? You see this? White Parliament. How about tolerating the goddamn justice system? Sit down! Dust that blood! I now pronounce you husband and wife. Get in the pool, man, look. This court is now in session. You're smuggling drugs when you're a cop. Satan has guided us. Hey there, double ugly. Promise I'll get you the high and mighty judge. He's the one who murdered the baby. What? Will courage overcome corruption? Get Even, starring John Dehart, Pamela Bryan, William Smith, Wingshauser, and Elaine Young. Get Even! Oh, that fucking trailer. I don't remember what was in it, but man, I remember enjoying it. Get a lot of the beats in there. I think you get some shimmy. I think it's all shimmy slide. That that little piano intro. Again, for the song he didn't write, he really liked that one. Well, yeah. He owns it. He owned it literally and figuratively. He made it his own. He made it his own. Okay, Murray. Where do you start with the masterpiece of a movie? Well, I would start at the docks, but apparently the docks are too expensive. So we're in the middle of a field yeah. with the trailer and some guys doing some good shit, man. Yeah. They're like, got that bag of Coke. It's, it's some good shit, Griff. Just trust me. I don't need to go any further. It's I, good shit. As you know, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'd love to hear some more adjectives about Coke. I really want to yeah. know more about the Coke. Just good. Just good. So we got Iggy Pop. We got a young John Saxon. We got some other guy. Yeah. And they're just rubbing their gums like maniacs. Didn't they have a couple ladies with them, too? I don't remember that. Okay. I, thought was, I thought it was just three guys. Okay. I thought, I thought there was It was Sausage good. Party. It was clearly the inspiration. They had a lust for life is all I know. <laughs> exactly. Clearly, and Coke. Yes, and Coke as well. It was clearly the inspiration for uh, Breaking Bad. I know clearly. that uh, Vince, Vince... Well, you notice how... Uh, I'm going to refer to him as his character's name now. Rick Bodie looks very similar to Walter White. Rick Bodie definitely does. So I think Bodie. you're on to something. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So open up. We see these scumbags doing their coke. It's good shit. Mm-hmm. And then we pull back, and we see the the the, the, well, the uh, Getevin. Yeah, Getevin. Not, not get even. It's spelled Getevin. Whoever did the computer graphics for that <laughs> forgot where the space bar, or did it have a space bar? Maybe it was, you were saying there's a lot of shit, like meta shit. Maybe that means something we're not even picking up on. That's probably, you know what? That's probably an ancient script. Pamela probably has it tattooed across her ribs or something. I do it's got now, some yeah. Huge meeting. <laughs> I got it. I know what I do. I got it tattooed on my wrist, and I look yeah. at it. Every time I need to get even, I just look at my <laughs> wrist. When I get really upset, and I'm just like, I want to kill somebody. I just look at it, it calms me down. I wish uh, I could easily go through all of our episodes, find all the <laughs> tattoos we have on our ribs. In Arabic, too. Yeah, we always do it in, in Arabic. Usually in Arabic. But now we got the Ketevans. And me yeah. and Murray get all attaching tattoos. Matching tattoos, excuse me. Right, exactly. Like so, any friends would do. That's not weird. Yeah, exactly. And so we see... Our three heroes. Three heroes. Normad. I'm, I'm going to fuck that name up because it's the most stupidest it, goddamn unnatural name I've ever heard. It was like they went for Norm, but they were like, no, 
Not enough. <laughs> Norm's got to be mad. Normad. So Get yeah, him. we got Normad played by William Smith, who to me will always be Conan's dad, but he was in a lot of like B movies in the seventies. Fucking apparently chewing on gravel in between takes because <laughs> or working on his Macho Man Randy Savage impression because they, they were probably working on a biopic for Macho yeah. Man and. So we get him, we got Rick Bodie, played by John DeHart, and we have Henry Huck Finney, played by Wings Hauser. Yeah. The real hero of the movie, if you're paying attention to my interpretation of it. Yes. Anyone's interpretation. You I see think this movie. after you've watched this movie the first time, you realize yeah. Huck's the hero. Yeah, and hopefully like we have enough clout that this will finally be released where it should be. Or at least be streamed on Amazon or something. You know shit. what? You know what? Blu-ray's not even good enough for it. The next Layer of DVDs, when those finally come out, that's going to be the poster for it. Finally, you can buy Katevin. Not You don't have to watch it on some VHS rip from YouTube. You're going to have it in 8K Ultra Spectrum. 3D, like virtual reality, like you're there. You're no, looking through Huck's eyes. You get to be Rick. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to do that. But... <laughs> So we got our man, Normad, who's a rogue cop. He's the cop that everyone in real life is mad at. This yes. Is, well, Huck and Finney are the cops you want to be out on the streets. They're the everyman. They support all the small businesses. They speak to the community. Right. They're a part of the community. They're out there all the time. They're there for Cowboy Night every Wednesday. Couldn't, yeah. But Nor- uh, to even layer, like, Throw in how much of the everyday man. They're wearing jeans and windbreakers, like right. an everyman. Well, not Normad. You can tell he's a rogue. That's what I would say, Normad. He's, he's got the leather fucking blazer on. <laughs> what? And they all have, like, were they Chicago bull caps? They look like they, they're like, they had, like, yeah. they look like Chicago bull caps, but they had, like, tape over the bull emblem. It, it was clear John was like, oh, shit, you know what, guys? I need everybody to show up with the black hat. <laughs> And so the guys were like, oh, okay. And they grabbed whatever black hat they had, but then, you know, they had logos or something under them. Did, so they black tape to tape them did, up. I know Huck and uh, and Rick had LAPD on the back of the jackets. Did he have LAPD in the back of his leather fucking blazer? He did not. Nothing okay. back there. Okay. Nothing back there. So we can tell this isn't even sanctioned by the police force. He's going rogue. He's like, yeah, uh, Nor- he, Normad. Normad, he wants to be that lieutenant, man. That's all he cares about. He cares you, about going up that ladder. Yeah, you got Rick telling him, hey, uh, I think we need a call for backup. <laughs> I don't, I don't feel good about need, this. I'm not feeling good. And he's like, ah, you're never going to amount to anything unless you, 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 do, right. you do your own thing. And Huck's like, oh, all you care about is being a lieutenant. You don't give a shit about. I thought Normad even took a dig about that's that's why your your lady left you. I, I thought they started that early, but they might I, have. I, I might have missed that. I don't know. But she's like, all right, Rick, you go right. Huck, you go left. I'll stay here. Yeah, he actually, Normad, backs up about a dozen <laughs> miles. Right, because he's a coward. Yeah, he, so he's way off in the distance, gets out his little uh, megaphone or whatever the fuck those are called. Yeah, it's a megaphone. Yeah. Hey, uh, Bullhorn. Blower. We uh, got you surrounded. Uh, why don't you come out with all that good, good, sweet, <laughs> sweet coke? So Iggy Pop, he he's fucking <laughs> tripping balls here. So he is fucking grinding his teeth. He's got his uh, gun ready, and we see the guys like they're a fucking carnival game. They pop out of these windows. One shoots it's like, like whack them all. Yeah, throws a it, door open. They but I think Rick just takes out two of them. Yes, but Iggy he's on another planet. He's got some P two P running through his veins. Oh my god! So he shoots Huck in the gut. Yeah. Huck is like, oh, get over it. Fucking Normad doesn't even give a shit. He's yeah. like, he's like dying. 
And he's like, shut up. You're giving away your position. Did you guys do it? Did you get him? You got that sweet coat? Yeah, I think Rick finally hits Iggy. Yeah. I think Rick had killed everybody. Rick does kill everybody because Rick is the star of the show. Again, I believe this is John Hart's way of saying the, the action stores aren't really the action star. So Rick, he finally comes up to, you know, he's consoling his best friend, Hawk. Yeah. And then uh, I think Norm Mitchell, you fucked up again, didn't you, Finny? That's yeah. all you ever do. It, and, it takes Norm at a while to show up because he's right. got to run in from a mile. <laughs> right. And so Rick, he's not standing for that shit. He merely knees Normat in the nuts. Yeah, he's like he's like saying, "Oh well, you know, we lost one guy, but we we secured all the coke." And he's like, "Hey man, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this is my best friend, Hawk. I die for this man. He's a good cop, man." Oh. <laughs> And then he's like, oh, you need me in the nuts. And he kills over. Normad's like, oh, I'll see that you get fired from the force for this one. Cut and to. I think Rick says, I'll do you one better. <laughs> Probably. We don't know what that means because we just, <laughs> we cut to Rick. and Rick working on his katas. Doing, I mean, doing some time traveling here. <laughs> yeah, this is a scene that obviously was, there were some fill-in scenes that were filmed in 2007. This is obviously one of them because, as you pointed out, Grip, he's wearing a bandana to cover his balding head up because he's 15 years older. Yes. So he's got the fucking, you know, baldana on. Yeah. And he's got his fucking karate gi, and he's hitting the bags. He's got a beautiful covered porch. He's, like, in the mountains. It's it's a good shot, you know? Right. Pointless, but good. Pointless, but good. It was clearly filler. <laughs> I mean, this movie is maybe 84 minutes long. No, it's like an hour 40. He could have really? he could have cut this. How very did he make simply. it feel so wonderful? Because then? fucking fuck. wings. So and then he cuts to a scene. He's got a fucking white miniature poodle wearing a karate black belt, <laughs> and he's feeding it like butter off a spoon. <laughs> it was butter on a plastic spoon. So he's, he's making the dog like on his tippy toes, like walk around. It was clearly a home video that he. <laughs> I, you know what? You know what, Murray? I'm gonna I'm gonna I I know about this. John asked me not to tell anybody, but you know what? Our podcast needs the numbers, so I'm gonna tell everybody about it. So John was going through a little bit of hard time. Tinder didn't exa- exactly exist yet. You know the dating apps. Right. They were still doing those mail-in VHS uh, tapes. To, uh, you know. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. So what he was trying to do is show off what a man he was. He's doing the katas yeah. and everything. But he's also showing off what a sweet side he has. That, he's yeah. got a dancing poodle that is also a martial artist. Uh, we didn't know about butter and the effects it has on dogs and killing them almost instantly. So, you know, it's good incentive for the butter dog. Butter kills and, dogs? Yeah, man. Butter kills dogs. Oh, God. Got to be careful. Uh, okay. So that's that's where that came from. But he's even like calling to the dog, like, "All right, poo poo, uh, do do your poo poo the poodle." I can't remember what his name was, <laughs> but he's calling to it. it. It is a home video. Yeah, it is. It's a home video. And so let's not talk about it anymore. One year later, <laughs> I think I don't think this is a court case. I think this is an internal affairs like. Yeah, yeah, thing. it is. It is, but it's all held in like the same courtroom yeah, and everything. They only have one like set. John has maybe five sets for the whole movie, yeah. which is not new to our realm of work. Right, yeah. So we got, I guess, apparently, Normad, he remembered that need of the nuts. So he was he's set to ruin the character of yeah. our heroes, Huck and Rick. Yes. So he's just like, he's laying out, I saw those guys. They were they were these drug dealers, and they wanted that sweet, sweet, coke, good Good shit, cocaine. And uh, as I was discussing the plan with them, I look over at Finney, and his eyes are red, brother. <laughs> no, his, his, rise, his eyes are like, like 
like dilated. <laughs> you know, like they're on drugs or something. Now, hold on right there. That is not circumstantial <laughs> evidence. I will hear no more of your hearsay. And like fucking Huck is fuming. He's keeping it under control. So he's like, and, then he's like, and then this officer Finney, get a matchbook. <laughs> And he did like like a MacGyver. He rolled the matchbook up into like a thing like a straw, and he snorted up that good good shit. <laughs> and that event, that's the last. That's the no pun intended. That's the last straw. I just like because... that the judge, after telling him no more of your <laughs> circumstantial, you know, bullshit evidence, just like what you th- are telling me you saw. He hears this and he's like, motherfucker. That's that is cocaine to a T. Rolling up MacGyver, I know all about that. <laughs> and Huck, as you as you would, loses his shit. Yeah, fucking bullshit. And the guy's like, order in the court. Take that man away. So the guards come out to grab Huck, and Huck at this point is full A cab. He starts wailing the officers. <laughs> He's fucking just driving them right in the gut. They're falling over, puking on themselves, but. Huck gets grabbed, you know. There, it was five against one, so. Right. And Rick is not going to help him with that. Rick, as he, as he says later in the movie, every any day above ground's a good day. He's very, like, zen about shit. He yeah. doesn't lose his shit like Huck does. Uh, uh, I'm going to make a little cocaine reference here. He likes to keep his nose clean. <laughs> does. <laughs> so we cut to who knows later. Well, they're not. They're kicked off the forest. They don't go to jail. They just get kicked off the forest. And so they're, uh, they're, they're sharing a house. And we see Rick in his his great fucking USA sweats. Oh boy, this is something that like if people are familiar with uh, God Menachem and uh, Yaram, Yaram, yeah, like they have that one picture of them like <laughs> hanging out by a pool and they're wearing the jumpsuits. Yeah, it was like that, but it was sweat instead of windbreaker. Right. Yeah, beautiful red, white, and blue USA. That's why we believe there's a connection with jocks. Right, because. Apparently, as uh, much as Jacques was uh, a kickboxing exhibition at the Olympics, yeah, even though we don't have box. kickboxing in the Olympics, we also don't, I don't, as far as I know, we have archery, but we don't have crossbowery. Cross, yeah. Is that what it's called? Crossbowery? Crossbowery, yeah. yeah. It was through our man, uh, Rick, he's practicing crossbow. Back to foreshadow. Oh. That'll come up later on. Yeah. But he's he's missing barely, barely. In the bullseye. And then our man Hawk, he's just on a bender. He shows up. He's like, Ugh. he he's like, you can tell he started a slide. He was in that you know tight wide world of being a cop, and now he's really relaxing himself. He's coming really zen. You said Rick said Hawk is becoming <laughs> super zen. And so, well, he, yeah, but that's 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 his journey that he yeah, goes on exactly. through the movie. The Character development here for one character in the movie is fascinating. Right. So he goes. Huck goes up to the target. I was going to call him uh, Wings. Huck goes up to the target and he's like, You see here, man? You're hitting it around the perimeter, but you're not hitting it. And he pokes, the penetrates the, the bullseye and he's like, You got to hit it right here, man. And Rick's like, Well, I don't know about that. Rick, is that a. Frog you got in your pocket there? Come on, man. <laughs> oh, it was because he was shitting on him about Cindy. Yes, he brings up. Well, first, he shows him how it's done. He just shoots dead bullseye with a shotgun. He's got a shotgun <laughs> in his car that he just le- – he's a cop, man. Of course, he right. just keeps a shotgun on the passenger seat. Pulls it, shoots from the hip, bullseye. <laughs> he goes, that's how it's done. And Rick is just like, oh, there, buddy. You have another beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. He's like, you're, you're out of control. Here's another beer. <laughs> 
And then he, yeah, and then there's a little like friendly ball busting where he yeah. brings up the fact that that oh, this is why you got dumped by Cindy. He's like, hey, we agreed to go on a break, bro. Yeah. She just said that you know she needs to kind of find herself, and you know it, it was mutual. It was mutual. So we're learning some backstory. We're learning he's got a lady named Cindy, and it's she's the daughter of Laney, who's now the employer of both Huck and Rick. Even though apparently Rick gets most of the jobs because Huck is drunk most of the time yeah. and unreliable. So he's like uh, Huck's kind of complaining. He's like, "Man, Laney's giving you all the jobs, man. Like, I need some money. Yeah. I got alimony. I got all this shit. I, I got like, pay Whoa. for a house." And he's like, "Well, hey, maybe I just do it better." I'm clearly the number one guy. Apparently, and apparently, Laney, she's got her finger in a lot of pots. She owns the, the club. She's got a, a limousine service. Dude, she's got all her things. She's I, got I, lawn landscaping business going on. Uh, she's got a nail salon. She's got it all. It's Hollywood. She was clearly doing some kind of uh, Dolly Parton uh, lookalike kind of thing going on there, too. So, like... Uh, we got to cut to Rick. Well, Rick's like, speaking of which... I gotta go pick oh, up some. Yep. There's a prom tonight. I gotta go pick up some. He's gotta kids. get out of those sweats and into his leather. And so we cut to it. Yeah, he's driving. He's got these obnoxious, as you'd expect, prom nights. They're all drunk for the first time, probably it's in their teenagers, life, and yeah. they're all being rowdy. And he ain't having it. He's just fucking upset. They're okay. It's uh, it's two couples, so two guys, two girls. And they're getting a little frisky in the back. Fabio Jr. is in there. Fabio Jr. is in there. We got one calling out to Beavis. A nice little Beavis and Butthead call. <laughs> yeah, you know? Very timely, 93. Very timely. Very hot reference. But then, like, a kerchief hits uh, Rick in the face. He's like, whoa, ho, ho, ho. I hope you keep your guys' clothes back there. I don't want any of that business. Well, he's kind of, like, grumbling. He's just he, like, he is. Oh, he's, like, grumbling to himself. And then, like, hey, man, we all got to take a fucking piss, man. And the girl's like, I got to take a dump. So he's like, pull over here. He's like, whatever you say. You pull over. Kids get out to take a dump. All four of them. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, here's your cursor to wipe your ass. And he just peels out. And, and he drops oh. the fuck. We're talking about great one-liners. Oh. Adiosi, Bella Lugosi. And he just takes off. And you know he closed on the set because <laughs> everybody could not get over their laughter at this. Right. He, oh, yeah. He's a... He's a He's an actor, comedian. He can do it. He can do comedy and tragedy. <laughs> so he, him and his beautiful fingerless gloves head back home. And he, you know, we got what's going on at home. We got Finn. Finn. Excuse me. Huck. Huck. Yes. Yeah. You didn't like it when I put Finn in the notes. <laughs> yes, I did. So Huck is sitting there. He's ironing his pants. He's watching the soaps. Which he's got his fucking cowboy hat and cowboy shirt on. Yep. He's got his best friend, his real best friend, because he actually <laughs> listens. Right. Sam, who is a, <laughs> a mannequin dressed up like an Indian. Yes. Native American. <laughs> Native Sorry. American. Oh, man. And he's just like, he's invested in this, like, Dallas, I think he's watching, because yep. it's, cow- it's Cowboy Night. That's a good point. And Rick's like, oh, man, I just had the worst night. I'm going to take, I'm going to hit the hay. Oh, no, he's he's cracking a beer. He's <laughs> like, oh, man, I am looking forward to this cold one. <laughs> oh, you got to. Drink that fast because we got to get down to the bar. Got to get down to Laney's. It's Cowboy Night. Cowboy Night. Oh, what are we going to do there? <laughs> dance. We're going to dance. <laughs> Wait, we're not going to dance, are we? There's two of us. No, we're not going to dance. But there's going to be dancing. We're going to go. Come on, man. Let's get ready. He's already in his letters. He's ready to go. He's just got to get his cowboy hat. Right. He does. All he got to do. And take off his stupid fucking fingerless gloves. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to the bar, Laney's. And uh, he 
Cindy just happens to be there in her best drum majorette outfit. Oh, I don't know what the fuck she's wearing. Beautiful description there. Beautiful. It's got the red. It's like the red, velvety red. And it was like the, the gold, little piping across the front. Yeah, the it's gold, a drum majorette j- gold jacket. Gold piping. Yeah. Oh, man. Like the, the cut. There's like the triangle cut. It was it's so majorette. So this is our first thing of Cindy. I want to point out. Played by Miss April 1978. Ooh, Playboy boy. playmate Pamela Bryant. Her turn-ons are... Sincere, uninhibited people. That sounds like Rick to me. Good music. Really sounds like Rick to me. Holy shit. The Beach at Sunrise. Bingo. Holy shit. Traveling and good friends. Well, he's not a good friend. They travel all across California. Yes, but Griff, Rick's not a good friend. Yeah, we know for a fact. They're turn-offs. Insensitive, shallow people. Jealous, possessive men, which Rick is totally not possessive. Nope, not at all. I, I don't know. We, uh, uh, Huck is a little jealous. And unwanted advice and opinions, which we learn later. Huck, uh, Gr- uh, <laughs> Rick doesn't want to give any advice to anything. He doesn't want to hear anybody's problems. So, <laughs> yes. this is the, he, he probably, like, stalked her. He's like, I got to get this he, woman who was made for this role. He might. Yeah, that might have been it. He, oh my so God. there's first, there's a little awkwardness because they haven't seen each other in three months because she disappeared for three months. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, yeah, I just I got away. I had to get away, get my head clear. Like, well, that sounds pretty interesting. Wings of, uh, excuse me, Huck. Huck uh, comes in. Hey, beer buddy? Yeah, buddy. We'll have a beer. Beer buddy. Another one of those wings just... <laughs> Letting it fly, and then uh, John DeHart trying to just react to it. So he hit the smile on his face tells me that that was completely, like, off the cuff because he was so delighted. Well, he had, for some reason, a half-filled beer mug. He just walked in and he had oh one. Oh, my God. The, 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 the volumes of drinks that they had here because they do a zoom in on John to, or, Excuse me. Fuck. Rick talking to Cindy, right. and he's got a full beer and a shot in front of him, which... Wings gives a god damn it. Huck gives them <laughs> in like a minute. It's all over the place. Right. But uh Wings goes off to dance with the girl. I did it again. Huck goes off to dance <laughs> well, with we, the girl. We know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Huck goes off to dance with the girl and you know, Rick's gotta talk a little bit more to Cindy, you know. Right. Hey, uh, you've been gone for uh months. Your mom hasn't even seen her. I've been keeping your mom company. Close company. A little too close for comfort. But uh what's what's the deal? And she's just like, I had to get away to get my head clear. You know, she's like very like elusive. She doesn't, you know, something's wrong. You can yeah. detect. Oh yeah, she she's twitching. I've and she's like, well, I heard you uh you got fired. Oh no, you'll never change for me, and I know that. So you know, what's the point? Why are you trying to make something? Why are you trying to rekindle an old fire? He's like, well, I got news for you. I have changed. I quit the force. And she's I, like, oh, she's like, oh yeah. And she's like, I heard you got fired. Yeah. Well, whatever. whatever. You know well. Uh, you know. Adios, <laughs> Meanwhile, I just want to point out they're like in a broke down Dave and Buster's. It's like there's like all these video games yeah. in the background. And then all of a sudden you hear the sweet <laughs> sounds. <laughs> you know what? Let's play a little of this while we're talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put on that nice little intro. And then immediately everybody's eyes lights up. Hawk, Cindy's. And they're like, Rick. This is your song. Come on, please, please, Rick, please sing. You can tell that Rick is going through, like, the Dave Chappelle, I'm Rick James bitch kind of thing here, where he's just like, everywhere I go, people are asking me to sing this song, and I just don't know, but... I don't know if I'm not feeling it. Seeing Cindy there has given him new... He's like, well, if 
I'm going to put it on my A game. Might as well put it on my A game for Cindy. So I just want to point out, I wrote in our notes, leather on leather perfection. Rick's got the black leather pants. He's got the baggy 90s brown leather jacket. Got the fucking cowboy hat. Got the snakeskin boots. And he's ready to rock. And so are you, because we're going to listen a little bit to Shimmy's life. This shit is fascinating. I have two words, hot and damn. I have three words, fuck Simon Cowell, because this man (laughs) should have won American Idol. He should have won. This song was so great. Remember, this is the 90s. Line dancing was hot. So people just immediately start line dancing. I love that John had a, like, the interviewer asked John about that. He was like, what what was with the line dancing? He's like, well, here's the thing. Uh, we wanted to get some dancers out there. I was supposed to be out there, but my back was tweaked that day. So, you know, I... St- <laughs> so that's, that explains why he's so fucking stiff in this All scene. he's doing is he's rotating his torso <laughs> just and of course he's doing a little bit of bopping too yeah just a little bit oh and he does not hammer home any of like the hard points of the song just oh it's wonderful it's beautiful it you can actually find this on youtube so if you want a real trailer of this movie look up the shimmy slide um so he actually did talk about how the line dancing came to be, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, we had some people on set, and uh, we got one of them was a choreographer, so he put us together that little dance, and they went out and did it, and yeah. there we go." I remember that line dancing for whatever reason was hot as shit at this time, so it's very timely. That fits along with Beavis. This fits. It was beautiful, and so everybody, this bar, we got this. Prude looking bitch Becky. You can tell her name's Becky. Well, she's loving the shimmy she, slide. She's loving it. You got everyone else loving it in the bar. People are stamping along, like pounding the table along with the beat. Like everybody gets it. It's right. the whitest music, and all the white <laughs> people get it. And then they're not they're, on the beat, but they're getting yeah, they're, they're close. They're, they're, yeah, they're kind of yeah, close. Yeah. But then Murray, we get the cut to to Cindy, and she's got a goblet of a fucking <laughs> wine glass. I, I get why she has a goblet, though, because we're going to get into some of her past later, where she was for those few months. Uh, so right. she goes to drink it, but she, much like our, our, our dear, dear president who has problem drinking out of glasses, she lifts it up and struggles, and she's, like, reaching for it with her mouth and, like, sticking her tongue out. She has to pull out her right hand to tip the glass over so she can – and even still, she's, like, got the wide mouth, and she's, like, almost struggling to – She probably – they're probably going to do the love scene later that day, and oh. she's probably preparing herself. You know what? That's probably it. She was yeah. loosening her throat <laughs> to just swallow, and that wasn't water. It was vodka. But behind her, Murray. Yes, behind her. A very sketchy crew is coming in. Right. We get a guy named Scar. Scar. Really, he has a scar on his face. Yes, yes. This we, is also 93, so Lion King just came out, right. so they were trying to hit <laughs> yes. that audience. We get Fabio, who's super hot in the 90s, too. <laughs> yes, his name was Simba. Then we get a guy with, like, bleach blonde hair. I don't know what was up with that, and, like, the dark sideburns. Yeah. Goatee. No and another like guy. And they're a very sketchy crew, and they surround. First, they don't. They kind of recognize Cindy. I don't know what was going on. I there. didn't get this at all. But we know there's something going on. They're like checking her out. She's checking them out. 
And we're like, oh, these guys are bad. These guys, Corn Pop probably runs with these guys because these are some bad dudes. Dude, yeah. And so, you know, they just kind of hit the bar and they're just surveying the scene. Rick's song finishes up and he, of course, he's going to finish that up with a good old hot damn. Yeah, think, little, was little, it hot damn? Yes, you had a little too much feeling. It was more like hot damn. Hot damn. I don't and so the guys, I think they like go. They're they're about ready to like kidnap Cindy. Well, what happens is, um, do they do they go to like they call Normad? Is that what they do? They call somebody. I I, I I'm helping you out here. I'm okay. gonna help you out here. So they're still just surveying the scene. We get Rick. He hops off the stage. He's sweating profusely because of all that tight ass leather and everything. And all that dancing. All he was that doing. dancing. All that shimmy sliding he was doing. <laughs> He goes over to meet up with uh, Cindy and her mom and Lainey. Lainey's Lainey, her mom. who you could tell she's one of those ladies who probably was pretty hot in her 20s. It, it will not give it up. Mm. So she's dressing very inappropriately for her age. Again, a Dolly Parton <laughs> outfit. She's got like a really uh, like uh, short skirt on pulled really high up and then like a jacket that was like really tight around the waist. She had and cowboy her boots on. Tits popping out. And she looked like she... Fucked her face up with plastic surgery. Big time. And so it's kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we even get a shot of what uh, Huck's been doing. He's, like, in the back over the quarters machine just smoking, Smiling, drinking. Smiling, grinning ear to just ear. Just surveying the scene, just like, I'm so happy. Like, he is so happy with where his life is. He's happy with who he is. He's, I think he's, he's not, not even that. He's not, I don't think he's happy with his life at all. I think he's happy because he's a good friend. He's happy seeing his friend. Rocking the house and possibly getting back together with the love of his life. I I believe if we okay we talked about the virtual reality version of this movie. Of course you're not going to see it from Rick's perspective because fuck Rick. We're going to see it from Wings' perspective. That's exactly what we're going to see. We're going to see him looking at Cindy, just grinning ear to ear, and like him looking over at Rick and realizing these two they're going to get back together. Everything's going to work out. Right. It's beautiful. So they Rick again joining Cindy and Lainey, and. uh you think that the song's all over, but it starts right back <laughs> up again. Because we needed somebody, because Rick couldn't, because he had a bad back. He couldn't demonstrate what the shimmy slide really is. Oh. So we need a stripper. Oh. So we get a stripper, and then we, we mentioned that prude earlier with her friend, and she's yep. like, oh my God, Becky, look at her butt. It's so flat. Because this lady has the flattest 80s butt we've ever seen. <laughs> And that was the most offensive thing to me. The the friend who uh, who's just like watching this baby got flat. She's loving it. She's like, oh come on, it's a good time. Besides, I went into your apartment earlier and fuck, put your toys away. Like she's like, crazier shit happens on every weekend in your place. Oh no, it doesn't. Oh my god, that time we had five guys over, cornet in the corner, and she's like, this is disgusting. I'm gonna call the police. So like a fucking joy, a killjoy. She just you know. She runs over to pick up the phone, and she's going to straight up call the fucking police on these she's people. She's like, I think there's a black man here. Get over here fast. And they're oh, like, there's no, this is a country bar. There's no black people here. But she right. knows that'll get the cops Not running. even Darius Rucker's allowed. <laughs> So this is where we cut back over to our sketchy crew. That's why, why the cops show up one minute later. Because, yeah. So 
We do get a scene of Lainey. She did technically say African-American, That's man, true. so it's not racist. Black American, you mean? Yes, black American. There's a, a half-Korean, half-black American man in here no, looking at no, me. No, Murray, you did it again. Half-Vietnamese. No, no, I got it right. Oh, I, you're right, yes. you're right, you're right. Yeah, That's right. I, 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 got I got scolded it, I got by it that. backwards. Yeah. Oh, I love that we look over at Lady, <laughs> and Rick, Rick is just like, oh, man, she's got a peer on her. And Lady is just like, fuck yeah. Lady. <laughs> well, she hired her. Of course yeah, she does. She knows her business. It. She is so progressive, though. Right. She, oh, we've talked about the businesses she owns, and she's fucking bringing out these up-and-coming actresses right. who, you know. Everybody's having a good time, but Karen. Karen, Karen in the corner on the phone. So we we slowly pan over from, there. she's on one side of the bar. We go over to this other side of the bar where our sketchy crew, they're all ordering their drinks. They're sitting there. They're just being thugs at the bar. And uh, that hot waitress shows up, and, you know, she's just wearing, like, a wife beater, and, you know, she's got no bra on. And so they're like, why aren't you on stage, toots? And she's like, because I have a brain. Fuckers. Wow, more progressiveness. (laughs) So the gang is getting a little feisty now, and they, they really start to look over at Cindy. I think one of them made a call, somebody. I like I think I think they recognize Cindy because they've been looking for her. I think they recognize Cindy at this point because they're they're like you know we need to go talk to this lady. So they go over to to really discuss with her, and that's when uh, Rick is like, "Well, I gotta tell you, I don't like kindly to strangers." <laughs> I have no idea. I don't like the fact that you're not wearing a leather. And they say, this is cowboy night. Why aren't you dressed That's like cowboys? Where are your cowboy boots? Where is your hat? Yeah, so they're they're ready. They're like, come on, touch her, come on with us. And they're like, hey there, buddy. Hold on there. Don't you touch that lady. And they're like, what are you going to do about it? And then Huck immediately, because Huck's just dying for a fight. He's, gotta, he's so fucking pissed off about the way his life is going. I mean, yeah. So he just fucking cold cocks one of the dudes. I think, does Rick do anything? Does he just stand back? Rick takes out Scar, who is the saddest <laughs> motherfucking fighter I've ever he's, seen. He's like the same age as Rick. He's yeah. like 50-something. Rick is a terrible fighter. And by the way, if you listen to the interview, he's a wonderful fighter. <laughs> no. We've seen demonstration after demonstration. This Only movie. black belt in his house belongs to his dog. Bingo. Okay. <laughs> Bingo. So, yeah, you're, you're dead on. He fights Scar. It's the saddest fight ever. And then Hawk is just... He's grabbing people. He's kneeing them. It looked like a fucking job fest for uh, the young bucks. He's just having so much fun. He's backflipping off the fucking pinball machine. <laughs> and you, like you called earlier, the police are showing up. And right. Huck is finishing off one of the guys by dumping beer all over his body. Yeah. He's calling out. I, I forget what he was. Do you remember what Huck was yelling at him? I don't know. He was, I, just, he was, just, he was just ready to kill. Dude was unconscious on the ground. He's pouring beer on him. He's like, do you want to get back up? Do you want a little more of this? And the cops finally come in. They break it up. And they're like, hey there, those guys started the fight. All right, so they take, they were just going to take cock. Yeah. And they're like, those guys started the fight. I had nothing to do with it. And then they're like, okay, we'll take these guys too. So they haul them off. So five hours later. Yes. I like that they mentioned, see, again, I didn't like Neil Breen, his time and space. Even Miami Connection had me a little lost at times, but... John DeHart, bless his heart, is like, i got to let the audience know it's been five hours. Well, because I was questioning why he was in the same clothes. Laney's yeah. in the same clothes, you know. 
they he didn't fit up that well because we get a, a stock footage of like the outside police precinct and it's, it's daylight, daylight. Yeah. yeah but anyway we won't harp on that so him and laney show up to bail out hawk and they're waiting on the bail bondsman because first of all like this is a they had, to, they had to put the deed to her house up for a bail for a bar fight? Bar fight, yes. They oh, probably would just God. leave, let a guy go and wouldn't even let anything you know, They'd be like, just go. I... But no, this bail bondsman, who obviously is big in community theater, so he says this is his shot to shine. So he really gives it his all in this role. Oh, he loves this scene. He fucking loves it. Yeah. Uh, we get a little bit of background on Huck via yeah. this man. Yeah. Because uh, they're like, yeah, our friend, his name is... Uh, Henry Hawk Finney. And he's like, no shit. I recognize that name. Is he a cop? He's a... Yeah, he used to be, yeah. That's right. And then his ex-wife uh, divorced his ass. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, he's my best friend, but I don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> God, you're so right about that. <laughs> I already love Did he get the... Was he married? And he's like, yeah, his wife took him to the cleaners. <laughs> she was a total bitch. And I hear afterwards, he went fucking crazy. He's, been, he's a wild man. Well, that sounds like our huckster. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, give me the deed to your house and we'll get him <laughs> out of here. Just yeah. a couple of signatures and your fucking blood is all I need. <laughs> so they like, bring out Huck and Huck is still indignant. He's just like, oh, fuck these guys. And he's like, I just want to tell you guys, your accommodations suck. <laughs> Oh, my God. And the cops, the, the poor cop who's just signing him out. He's just like, all right, tickets, please. And Rick takes special offense to that. Yeah, Rick who was, got pot calling the kettle black with this line. Yeah. He pulls out a quarter, flips it, and goes, hey, here's a quarter. Go buy yourself a personality. <laughs> and it's like, really? You're going to tell someone to buy a personality? I, I'm sure he was like, man, I wish Cindy were here to see that one, to see how tough I am. Got him. Got him. I like that a lot. <laughs> Got him. So, cut to, we're at, Cindy and Rick are back together, man. He's rekindling the flames. All it took was the shimmy slide. All it I takes is the the finest Italian meal at Vinny's. Vinny's, which I I thought it was a Mexican restaurant. I thought it was, well, I don't know. I said the guy's name There's was Vinny. There's sombreros <laughs> everywhere, and they're eating chips. <laughs> Murray. That makes perfect sense for this movie because <laughs> the guy's name was Vinny, and I thought he was Italian. Yeah, yeah, they, he was putting out an Italian. I got accent. the finest Italiano Mexican food. You want some lasagna in a burrito? You come up to me. <laughs> oh so Rick is holding court, fucking like he's got the biggest fans. I mean, Rick drops like fucking Dane Cook. Eat your heart out. Rick is dropping these lines. They're so good. I'm like, we got to, Griff, we got to dust off the fucking. Golden Globe Theater becomes Golden Globe's Playhouse because we yeah. have to get in on it. We're so inspired by this movie. We have to, like, do some acting. The only way to really understand a character is to be the character. We're method. Right. Me and right. Mario are method as fuck. Yes. All right? So we're going to give you a little taste of the, the hilarious jokes Rick was, gonna, was dropping on Vinny. So I will be playing the role of Rick in this scene. Griff will be playing Vinny. So... Let's start this, Ray. Let's start talking to Rick. Start this, Griff. <laughs> or Vinny, should I say. Ah, Rick, do you have any new jokes for me? You know I always got a new joke for you, Vin. <laughs> got a physician joke for you. Oh. This very attractive young lady goes to a doctor for a checkup. Doctor says, hey, got to disrobe. She says, I'm very shy. Can you turn the lights off? He says, okay. He turns the lights off. 
She takes her clothes off and she says, Doctor, where should I put them? He says, Right over there on top of mine. <laughs> that was very good. It's quite a profession. Oh, I got another one for you, Vin. Oh. Another doctor joke. Pick on Dr. Day. This guy with a duck on his head, he goes to a doctor. And the doctor says, can I help you? And the doc- duck says, yeah, get this guy off my ass. Uh, that one was good, too. You always have a good <laughs> joke. And oh. scene. Oh, my God. I was. Where, you guys, uh, we'll give you guys a few moments to compose yourself because I know you're laughing hysterically right now from those jokes. We're, we're gonna Much do... like Pamela was, Cindy, which we, I, I brought this up before we uh, we recorded. We're, we were, we're singing the praises of Wings, but goddamn, Pamela Bryant pulls off a hell of a role where she actually makes it look like she's into Rick. I don't know if she was smoking a lot of weed for these, <laughs> these scenes, but she does look kind of happy to be there. She's cool. she's hysterical. Like he's yeah. telling you sexist jokes. Like, <laughs> so great. Oh my god. Even what? fucking Vinny's like, yeah, these are great jokes. Yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. Vinny's just like comfortable. Like, oh, why don't I get you another basket of <laughs> yeah, chips or breadsticks? You need what do chips in some marinara. <laughs> <Chips>. <laughs> he's like, perfect. And he's just like fucking. You know, he's. While we're we're composing ourselves from cracking up, we get this Tamra shows up. Hello, my name is Tamra, <laughs> and here I have my camera. You're like, you got a great pair of lungs on you there, Tamra. Do you uh, sing anywhere else? Well, I do. <laughs> Over at Park Avenue. Oh, well, I heard about that. It's the hottest club in Orlando. Yes. Yeah. Dragon Sound plays there, I think. I opened up for them last week. <laughs> oh, it's pretty good. Thank you. So he's just like cock of the walk. Everyone's eating on the palm of his hands, nachos, <laughs> and or breadsticks. Who knows? Who and knows? like you can just see, like Cindy's just melting. She's like, "This is the man I fell in love with. Why did I ever leave this guy?" Okay, Murray. Big old fat fucking question for you here. Okay, they had history. They were dating prior to this recent encounter. So why is it we know no, like they're acting like they're kind of meeting for the first time because he never listens to any of his fucking friends or like loved ones. <laughs> this is a good point. This is a good point. Oh my god! So this is like per- the perfect night date night. They're like yeah. they're back together. Yeah, they have, those jokes sealed the deal. They have like a nice pizza nacho supper. <laughs> Beautiful, mamma mia, mamma mia. So uh, we cut to uh, like the next day, I guess they're like they're in a like a what do you call it swing thing? Oh uh, uh, yeah, 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 gondola. Okay, mm, I don't think that's no, it. No, I don't but think that's it. It's a swing. It's like an outdoor swing. Porch swing. Porch swing. But it's not on a porch. But it's not on a porch. It's in the woods. It's in the woods. Got a nice picnic basket. And she finally feels comfortable enough to to reveal what she's been doing for the past three months. Of course, Rick does not ask her about he's this. He's staring at a butterfly <laughs> like flying around. Oh, gee, look at that, a butterfly. And he slowly, she, okay, she is wearing a, a dress that is very short. You know, it, it's like a tennis dress. You know, the tennis uh, skirts they wear where it's like every time they hit the ball, it's flipped up and you're looking at a yeah. butt. She is wearing the tiniest dress. It's barely going down her leg. And Rick is just slowly going further and further towards the end zone. That's a Rick joke for you. <laughs> and she's finally like, have I told you where I've been for the last five months? Well, first, she knows to get Rick to pay attention, you have to talk about him first. So she's like, are you still doing that acting? I thought she did her. No, she did her story first. She did her story first? To defuse oh, the situation, oh, okay. she, she okay. was like, I know. I." 
he doesn't care. I'll make this about <laughs> him because I want to fuck him. So okay. So, so then. yeah, it st- it starts out, and uh, I don't know why you ever left you. Well, I gotta tell you, I had a, I had to really figure some things out. You know, when when Rick leaves your life, <laughs> you're in ruins. Like you, I don't know if you realize this, but you are the the sun and stars. What is the what is the fucking Dothraki thing? My sun and moon, <laughs> something like that. It was straight. Don't out. know what you got till it's gone. Yeah, basically, exactly. And, and so, she, yeah, she starts talking. Well, when you left, I got you, really into the stuff. Hard. The good stuff. The, the good, good shit. Stuff. The gumming, <laughs> the, the snorting, the, the, the matchboxes. The straw making. The red eyes. The everything, dilations. Everything Normad explained earlier, she's bringing back up. So Normad clearly knows what he's talking right. about. Well, yeah, we'll learn why. Because she's like, first it was just some good, clean fun. Just getting high as fuck. You know, mm. fucking strangers for months, drugs. Skinny dipping, getting fucked on tables. And then it got really serious and dark. I fell into the wrong crowd, Rick. I fell into a coven, a satanic coven. A coven? Well, I don't know about no covens, but what I know about a coven. About? <laughs> Another Rick joke, man. He's fucking... <laughs> He's always trying to, like, like loosen the ten- tension off. He's just, you know... No, it's, that's all he listens for is, like, where can I slip in a new joke? <laughs> or his dick. Well, because he always has, he's looking for that next joke to tell Vinny. I, I got to imagine he, he is, always has a new joke for Vinny, so he's constantly workshopping. Rick is probably, excuse me, John DeHart is probably working towards, like, being on Seinfeld. He wants to be a bit character on Seinfeld. He wants to be the next uh, dentist he or been. soup Nazi or something. He wanted that so bad. So we cut to a scene as a satanic cult scene. I want to say, look, I, I grew up in the 80s. I've been a part of many a satanic ritual. Very accurate. Very accurate setting. They have the upside down crosses. Yep. They have the outdoor address letter, like <laughs> yes. numbers you put on your house that says 666. On a podium. On a podium. Yeah. Oh, we got people God. in robes. We got candles. And of course, very my, accurate. I'm a church boy, of course. You know, I love the Lord. I praise him every right. day. I get down on my knees and I praise him, and he sprays his salvation all over my face. Um, <laughs> Are you what? sure that's the Lord? That's not the priest? <laughs> I can't remember. Are you going to like reveal something else now? Then I'm going to like make jokes about it? I'm going to have my own reveal later. Uh, so, Murray, you know, when we're in the church, we do our all holy graces, amens and shit. What do you do in a satanic? Like, what's your amen? What's your, oh, I praise him moment? Well, we say, and we say it in this voice, because this is a, when you, you first thing you hear is this voice. We love you, Satan. We love you, Satan. So I'm like, wait, I recognize that voice. That sounds like a certain uh, lieutenant that wants to throw good cops under the bus. There, I mean, we, <laughs> as the audience, we, of course, get to see. He, I don't even think he had a hood on. I think he did. He was, it was, it's William Smith, Normad. But he still got his fucking shades on. <laughs> and they're the most obvious shades ever. They're, they're like Elvis shades, if you will. And he's like, we love you, Satan. We love you, Satan. Do what we, the best thing we can do for Satan, kill a nice young fat baby. We love you, Satan. And then that's where I mean, Cindy was fine with all the we love you, Satans, but she draws a line of baby sacrifice. Yeah. So she loses her shit. Or maybe she's just coming down. I don't even know. Maybe she doesn't know where she is, but she just starts screaming, shut that broad up. <laughs> I, I hate it when some broad screaming when I'm trying to kill a baby. And they grab her and they tie her to a whipping post. Oh, it looked like a spot for AEW because she, 
she's being dubbed in this scene because you can't even make out, you know, it's just a blonde woman, a blonde white woman. And she backs up. She says no. No one's touching her, but she starts backing up with her hands behind her back. She knows the deal. She's been here before. Towards the reverse crucifix that they're right. going to tie her to, which how did right. – I guess they could put her arms behind it. And... It was just a post. I don't think you need to Oh, was, it was just a post? Cross. Yeah. Okay. It was pro strictly for that. Sometimes you, – you never know. Some people might freak out, so you got to have that post there. Okay, okay. First so, time you freak out. Next time you're like, okay, I get it. It's okay. Cool. So, uh, of course, they got the baby. They're bringing out. Everyone's just cheering. Hey. I love you, Satan. We love Hail you, Satan. Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. And then they just like focus in on this sweet baby, and then they, we, we get out. This is where we could see any of the sick shit that these oh, fucking God, people they, get up. They you want to know what they get up to? Go on YouTube and look at the Geraldo special on Satanism from the 80s. They'll tell you everything. Geraldo, you're a fucking... You see, at my church, we love Geraldo Rivera. His mustache alone is why I grew my mustache. But his, the work he did against Satanists... He stopped Satanism I dead in its him. tracks. I praise him. Too bad he wasn't there for Cindy. Too but you know who bad. is there for Cindy? Or maybe he's not there for Cindy. And it is. Rick. Rick's like, whoa, that's some crazy wild stuff there. Uh, hey, uh. He's, he's working all the way up the dress to this point and cupping one of her boobs. And she, like... She, as, 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 usual, as you would expect somebody who just revealed a very traumatic event, they're not in the mood for fucking. So she tries to, like, switch the topics. Yeah. Because she knows Rick is a, you know, all he thinks about is Rick. Yeah. She's like, are you, are you still acting? Oh, my God. If I want to get laid tonight, I need to switch gears. Are you still acting? Well, you know, I still audition from here and now and then. But, you know, people are don't you, get me, you know. Are you still going there and doing your Shakespeare? Do you want to hear my Shakespeare, please? Do you want to? Please. Like Rick would bag. He, he does. He does? Yes, he was just one. Just, just one. Just one. So the version we have, <laughs> that was really Mr. <laughs> Mackey. Mr. Mackey really came out of that one. Okay. Okay. So, it, 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 oh, my God. We, 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 and the, there's many cuts of this yes, movie. Yes, thank you. And they should all be on a Blu-ray. Are you, are you listening to me, whoever puts out Blu-rays? Uh, we get the, fortunately, we get the cut down abbreviated because he does the entire famous Hamlet soliloquy to be or not to be. Ooh. He does the entire thing. We get the fucking Cliff Note version, thankfully. Yeah. So, uh, are we going to listen to any of that? Murray, of course we're going to pipe that <laughs> in. So, people, I don't know if we've heard Rick talk at this point. We heard him sing. Yeah. Let's listen to him talk so you know what me and Murray were pretty much <laughs> nailing his voice. Maybe not me, but Murray probably. Ew. Want to hear it once? Just once, for old times' sake. I'd love to. To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, and thus the native hue of resolution is sicklied or by the pale cast of thought. And enterprises of great pitch and moment with this regard, their currents turn awry and lose the name of action. <laughs> Bravo! <laughs> wow. I, I mean, Murray, I, I'll be honest. I, I, a long time ago, dated a lit nerd. And when I told her, like, I mean, Shakespeare's fine, but I don't really care. Now I care. Rick made me care. I really get it. You finally get it. Finally well, that's what a great actor does. Because some people, it's just, it's just words. You know, it's hard to like if you don't you don't know Shakespeare. It's hard to read it. You know, but when you hear a great actor like recite it, you you feel the words yeah. and you get it. 
And thankfully, there's there's not going to be a drought in the Hollywood Hills tonight because Cindy, oh boy, oh boy. As Gina Grishon from the classic Alfred Justice would say, to paraphrase her, she's getting it wet. She can still get it wet. She can still get it. And so we cut to that nice fireside with, and we, as we pointed out, like. I could just see the mind of John DeHart. He's like, all right, man, this, he's like editing right now. He's filming. He's like, this scene is pretty sexy. It's yeah. pretty hot, but I just need to amp it up. I got to get it hotter. I imagine him unbuttoning a shirt right now, and he's just, oh, my God, it's just getting so hot. And he looks over in the corner and sees his beautiful acoustic guitar, and he's like, I know just the thing to do. Just the thing do <laughs> so not only do we get this so sensual scene we get it we get the soundtrack of john DeHart singing to himself fucking i i mentioned it before better than truck turner and isaac hayes did it uh, better than isaac hayes did it in truck Turner. well you know why because isaac hayes needs to start over starting over <laughs> What shall we drink to? Starting over. With uh, new beginnings. Let's hope they never end. Sounds good to me. Starting over. Why did I ever let you slip away? Life. Over you fool, it's easy to do. Don't lay it an ending, get a hold of you. Walk towards the future and out of the past and remember the good things in life. You know they sometimes last. You don't walk away from love. You know, what was it? I can't remember. We tried to write down every line for that. You don't scene. walk away from love and thought it would be right. Wow, that was like a really fucking upbeat. That was like an Elvis version. <laughs> no, this is, this is strong and sad or something. I don't sensual. It's, it's, yeah, it's weird because it's a sad song. It's about I, well, no, 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 no. I get it now because he's starting. The relationship is starting over, like rekindling. I was saying they're trying to rekindle the fire. They're sitting in front of – first of all, that fire is too big for the house. Like, right. they should have calmed that down. <laughs> but their love is so strong. That's why. It's a symbol of their love. Yeah, exactly. And so they need to cool down. <laughs> so this is where Pamela earns her fucking money because there's like Excuse a – Excuse me. She earns it in, like, five <laughs> different scenes. But this is the first one. Yes. I don't know if this is the most – I don't – this one's rough. This yeah. one's rough. He whips out the ice to cool her down and starts rubbing her nipples okay. with it. So we've got – we're looking at the fireplace in the background. We just see it behind John's left shoulder. He's, like, sitting crisscross applesauce, and he's got um, Cindy over his lap. And she's just got, like, a sheet covering uh, her, her vagina. I think she – yeah, I think she just had, like, a slip that she pulled down. I think that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. So we're seeing her breasts. Bare breasts. Just lit by a fire. It's a beautiful shot scene. Yeah, it's a beautiful shot. Beautiful shot. I think there was a little moonlight coming in, too. Oh, so romantic. That's really hard to get that natural lighting to exactly, work. Exactly. So. Exactly. The window, they had to basically blow away a whole wall to get that perfect moonlight in. And so John uh, – excuse me. Rick is just, like, starting over. <laughs> How do I make this sexier? 
put some ice on her nips. Starting over. <laughs> and so, and she's like giving the greatest performance in the movie it's, because it's like she's in ecstasy and you know she's about to vomit oh, in real yeah. life. And it is. <laughs> you are right about that. All that champagne went right to her stomach, all that sugar. But she is like. Thriving, like her, her, she's doing like hip raises from you know off of his lap, and all he's doing awkwardly, he has a grin on his face, but thankfully he has that mustache to hide it. But I know because of my mustache, like I know when someone's got that toothy weird grin under their face, because oh, and yeah, you, you you just see him in this scene. Well, he's I, got, like, a pair of ice tongs, and he's using it to rub he on He won't even nipples. fucking touch ice himself. <laughs> like, he's that old where he's like, hey, my skin's a little sensitive. I can't. I can't. That's where George Armand got this idea for Song of Fire and Ice. Yes, it was. <laughs> he's like, I got it. <laughs> oh, my God, this fucking scene. It lasts nine minutes. <laughs> we hear the entire song starting over twice. <laughs> It starts over. Just like when he did the shimmy shot. Shim- <laughs> oh, my God. The shimmy slide, it just fucking starts over, too. Oh, my God, this so, scene. Wow. I, I stopped wow. in in the middle but of this movie. It's like, you think you can't top the scene, but somehow he tops the scene with the next scene. This with is the, the greatest wait, wait, scene. The next scene? Yes. Next day, we're at the bar with Rick and Hawk. Holy shit. This scene, people, and this fortunately, this scene, this movie's not on YouTube, but this scene is on YouTube. You owe it to yourself if you haven't seen it to watch this scene. And if you can't find it, we're going to reenact this scene for you because I know this is my this might be my favorite scene in movie history, not just in this movie. Again, this is where you really start. Again, this is not a movie about Rick. <laughs> this is a movie about Huck. Right. This is where Huck takes over. Yes. And sadly, he's not in like the last half of this movie. He's barely in it. But th- we're seeing transformation. We're seeing a character really develop here in front of our eyes, in front of a John- in the fucking John DeHart, his only movie. We're seeing real development. So I'm gonna, I, I'm let's, gonna let's build build it up. A I'm gonna bit. set the scene for everybody. Yeah. All right. Huck has been at the bar since ten in the morning. He's not, he's just fucking wasted. Rick shows up oblivious to his friend who's in obvious pain. So much pain. At the bar. Well, the, I'm sorry, well, 10 a.m. or 10 p.m.? He was. She started at 10 a.m. It's probably 10 p.m. now. It had to be because when he gets home later, it's nighttime. So, But then again, we don't know how far the bar is from his house. So many questions. So we're going to do a reenactment of this scene. I'll be playing the role of Huck and a character called Fringe Fuck. Oh. Griff will be playing the role of Rick Pink shirt and purple, bo- shirt. purple shirt and bartender. Bartender. Uh, I, just, I just love this scene because Rick shows up wearing a baggy. This is very 90s. A baggy rugby shirt. Polo rugby shirt. And I believe he had it tucked in, too. Yes, oh, he did. Rick. What was wing, what, what, what was wings looking like? There? I think he just had a button-down shirt and jeans. I think I so, too. Think. Yeah. But it looked like the middle of the day because we saw that bar at night and it was dark. And you just saw the flashing of the pinball machine. Was this the same bar? It seemed like a different place. I thought it was the same bar because <laughs> they only go to Laney's bar. I don't know. I mean, they only have like four sets like we talked about, so I thought it was the same place. So let's let's get into this scene. Very powerful scene. Hey, hey, Hook. Congratulate me. Me and Cindy are getting back together again. Going to spend a couple of weeks at Duke's and uh, then get a place of her own. My great friend, huh? 
well, well, what are you going to do? Just leave me hanging out there, you know? Okay? You know I can't afford to pay the rent. Hey, you just surprised me with the attitude, but maybe you can get another roommate. You know, Ed's looking for a place. Ed? Ha! Don't, don't worry, I'll be, I'll be fine. Hey! Dickhead in the purple, you want to hear something that uh, Hamlet wrote? No, not really. How about you? You want to you hear something Hamlet wrote? Who's Hamlet? <laughs> Who's Hamlet? Who gives a shit? Okay? My buddy here knows how to talk about Hamlet. He knows the lines. You want to hear it or not? No, not right now. Maybe later. Oh, later. You know what that tells me about you, Mr. Fringe? Fringe fuck benefit? It tells me that you got no class, okay? You got no... Hey, look at me. Look at me. You got no goddamn class, okay? My buddy here can speak Hamlet, all right? You want to hear it or not? Oh, uh, oh, come on here. No one wants to hear Hamlet's speech. Shakespeare. Shakespeare wrote it. <laughs> you know what? I don't really give a fuck who wrote it, okay? You got me? Barkeep, I would like another drink, okay? B -b -b but this time, at this point in place, right... I'd like something with some class, okay? So give me a classy drink. Because this man has no class! Uh, how about a bullet? That's what you're drinking. Been classy enough for you since 10 o'clock. Great! Then give me a bullet, fine. Give me a bullet. I'm sick of this shit. How about you? Would you like a bullet? A little class, huh? Give my friend here a bottle of class two. Oh, a bullet. Oh, no, count me out. I gotta leave after. No, 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 no. You're not leaving, okay? You're gonna, you're not gonna be a pussy here, alright? You're gonna stay. Look at, look at me. <laughs> you're sticking it out with me. You know why? Because, excuse me, yo, pink. We're celebrating here tonight, okay? We're celebrating. We're, we're celebrating that I lost my house. Thank you. Thank you. Okay? And while we're at it, we're celebrating uh, that my wife... Oh, is banging all my friends. All right, Huck. Ch chill out, Huck. Cut to the truth, Rick. You nailed her, didn't you? I mean, you made it with her, didn't you? All right, I never spent five minutes with your wife, and you know it. Lies, man. I'll tell you what. You know what? You nailed her. You made it with her, and you're lying to me right now. Come on. No! I'm not coming on, man. She had her ass up in the air for everybody else. Why not you, huh? Huh, baby boy? Mwah. Hmm? Hmm? Hey, man. Chill the hell out. I'm your best friend. I never touched Alex ever. Okay, okay, okay. Number one, number one, number one. 
you never say Alex again. Number two, uh, I forgot. Number three, uh, number three, I'd like to kill you. I'd like to kill this asshole and that asshole with his cowboy hat and his fringe. And number four, uh, I think I need a ride home. What you need is some fresh air. Walk. Holy wow. shit. That oh. was that was powerful. I went on an emotional roller coaster ride just reading those lines. That VR experience we're going to have of wings in this movie <laughs> is going to be fucking amazing. People yeah. are not going to know. People don't wear fringe. That's all I got to say. Don't wear fringe. Or purple. Or yeah. pink. Man, we are seeing something spectacular here. Real we're watching a man it. crumble before our eyes and a friend just... Bro, blow it off. Again, this is where, John, I think he was going for this story. He was trying to tell the story of the sidekick and what happens to this fucking egotistical asshole action hero, John Hart, the action hero in this movie, you know, the egotistical one who gets fucked all the time by the hot women and Playboy Playmates, even though he's <laughs> three times their age, he's probably an AARP member, barely probably can punch a punching bag, starting it over, feeds his dogs butter. Terrible human being is what I'm getting at, but oh. Wings on the other hand. So, Mer- we, we, wow, 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 wow. There's no way in hell Wings, uh, not Wings, uh, John DeHart could have wrote those lines. No, that was, was straight from the heart. Of Wing- I think Wings was, I'm worried about Wings because I'm thinking maybe he was going through some shit during that scene. Method. Yeah. He, like, he probably went through some shit. He probably accused his wife of all that stuff just so he had material for this character for John DeHart. He ended a marriage for John DeHart's movie. That's, <laughs> that's how much. At. That's how dedicated he is to his craft. What I'm getting at. So, um, Murray, how do you how do you, how do, how how do you even transition into a new scene? This is like the one and only time that John does a just clean cut and run. Let's just go to the next scene. This is where the film becomes Huck, and we forget about Rick. This is Huck's movie from here on out. Yeah. So we see Huck despondent. He's in his bathroom. He's got the bills, and what do you do when you're just drowning in debt, and you have your your friend who was gonna help you with your rent, who's no, who's like, hey, I found a chick, classic fucking friend who like bails on you when he finds yeah. a chick. Yeah, what I've, do you I've do? I've been friends with you for so long, but you know, I was just waiting around until a woman came. Right, and now like, yeah, I'm I'm there for you when I'm not getting laid. You exactly. Know? And so he's just at any normal person, you just take it out on your bills. And you pull out your little, like, Derringer, and you start shooting the bills. Literally start shooting his bills. It's amazing. This reminded me of another movie (laughs) I fucking love where a guy has a very dramatic scene about uh, the bills. You think I'm paying a fucking bill? Except Wings is just like, "Eh, you think I'm going to pay the water bill? Groosh. And he just fucking massacres his bills. No one's calling the police, by the way. <laughs> no one gives a shit that this man is fire. He's like, this is like an apartment place. They lived in a big house. It was because they, they had an but, establishing shot. I don't know what that was. That was okay. like a house. It, it was like a huge fucking house. It was probably John right. Hart's house. You're right. They're what? Okay, so maybe his neighbors are just really far away because he had that yeah. huge pool too. Well, he had a tiny little derringer. It was it basically it was a cap gun. Basically, I don't yeah. know what the, was, was going on with they it. They probably it was, thought like a normal fell over yeah. three times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's shooting out the bills, and then that fucking bitch Alex that we were just mentioned earlier, yeah, he, rolls in. He fucking passed out on the couch, right. and of course, back in the early nineties, <laughs> we had the fucking scatter shit. Yeah, because he didn't have cable. Yeah, so, so. at. 
1 a.m., you know, the station just go blank and you just get right. snow. And he comes to, she's like, where's my money? I want alimony. She just sees, she just sees this guy's a wreck, man. And she's, all she's thinking about is that Benjamin's. Always oh, about the Benny's. And he's like, you know, I can't pay you. I don't have a, I don't have a fucking job, okay? And he's just like, and Rick just fucking bailed on me. I'm going to be out on the streets. I don't give a fuck. Where's my money? We worked it out. You owe me. I can't pay you if I don't need fucking money. When I had a job, on a policeman's salary, she's like, you're spending all this money. Like, yeah. you ain't making any money. But he's like, going, it was all great when we were married and I had a job and you were just spending all my money. Every day at the mall, fucking dress it. You didn't dress for me ever. You didn't know how to handle me. You always dressed for my friends, <laughs> putting your ass up in the air for all of them, including Rick. Okay, okay. And, uh, she's just like, "Cause you're a loser. You don't, you know, you, you, you don't. You're not, you're not like a guy like Normad who's like constantly caring about his career. Oh, you're probably fucking him too, aren't you? Okay. Mm. And she's like, "Oh, and you can tell like he busted her, but she tries to cover up. Like, oh no, I have nothing to do with Norman. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's like." Look here, give me my money or I'm calling the cops. He's like, go ahead, I don't give a shit, I don't have anything. And then she's like, oh yeah, well how about this? And she rips her top off to make it seem like he attacked her. Yeah. And she's like, you couldn't even handle these! And she flashes her tits. Yeah, gotta get some more tits in there. And he's like, and he's like, go ahead, I don't give a shit. And he just like nods back off. Yeah. Then the cops show up. But she does, of course, call the cops. Yeah. But screaming, she- he's abusing me. And I think there's a black man in the other room! And then they're like, we'll be there in a second. And so they show, where's that black man? And like, well, he left. But my husband here, he's not going to pay my alimony. She's a fucking bitch, man, okay? I didn't know where this scene was going to go at first because, I mean, it was like a year ago, right? Or two years ago that fucking Huck himself was a cop. Right. And he's in his own precinct because, again, we talked about how they were community cops. So he was in his own territory. And these cops look at him, and they're like, I don't know. We know Alex very well. Very well. We, <laughs> have, we know her ass. It's always oh, up in yeah. the air. Yeah, like, we hung out with her, Corny, his wife. She was over in the corner. <laughs> like, we know her very well. Inside We know We out. can handle those tits, too. Yeah, we can handle them. I mean, it takes two of us, but we can handle it. <laughs> and uh, so these cops, they're just like, sir, uh, have you been drinking Tonight? And he's like, yeah, I've been at home. Why can't I fucking? I can drink as much as I want. I'm, I'm at in home. my fucking house. I'm watching snow on TV. <laughs> what the fuck is happening here? And uh, so they He say, knows, basically, because he's a cop, he knows his rights. So he's not going to let these guys walk over him. Oh, yeah. But he's, what, what happens is fucking Huck steps on a pansy, a flower, and they're like, sir, that's illegal this time of year. We're taking like, you in. Sir, I'm feeling threatened. I'm going to stand my ground. And he's like, stand this motherfucker. And he just hauls off and attacks the cops. The cops, thankfully, he's white. So the cops actually apprehend him instead of just um, empty the revolvers at him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they just haul him off to the who's gal. And it's like, what else can go wrong? I mean, we know that Huck, his foundation is falling apart at this point. His best friend abandoned him. His house is going under. Fucking Alex is showing up again. His gun's all out of bullets. Like, what else? Bullets full wrong? of his bills are full of bullet holes. I, this could be. He doesn't even know how much he owes anymore because he shot him. It's gonna be really interesting when he goes to pay him. They're like, "Why is this full of bullet holes?" Uh, so, 
I what what do you do? What where do you go from here? Murray, I really want to get into that. But here's the thing: we gotta let the class. We gotta cut the class early here. We gotta let you. We're not even halfway through the movie. You guys are on the edge of your seats, and we gotta let you relax a little bit. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna end it right here on a cliffhanger. We're not gonna make you wait a week. We're gonna make you wait a couple days. I was gonna say we'll probably just do like a yeah. yeah. Because well, because we got big things for next week. So. We're going to let you stew on this. We're going to let you feel what Rick feels. Uh, Rick. Oh. What fuck, sorry. Huck feels. Because you you, you're, now you're despondent. Because you're like, you're not going to get the good stuff. So we'll see you in uh, a couple days for part two of Getty. Get to heaven. Get to heaven. Okay. Okay.